Hey y'all, Brenda here. On this bonus episode, you'll hear Anna Shayla and I as guests of LA Taco Live with Laura, a popular YouTube show from LA's best online publication, LA Taco. We had such a fun time speaking to Laura about Women's History Month, about who we were when we were 20 and the advice we'd give ourselves, our favorite taco spots, and so much more. Don't miss LA Taco Live with Laura every Thursday on youtube.com forward slash LA Taco. Welcome to Tamarindo Podcast, hosted by me, Brenda Gonzalez, a political nerd and nonprofit capacity builder, and me, Ana Sheila Victorino, a queer well-being enthusiast and mindset coach. We are a Latinx empowerment podcast discussing politics, culture, and how to keep your calma with well-being practices and self-love. Welcome to the show. Now we are closing out with some bad asses. It's Women's History Month. We got, got a popular duo up in the house. We are here with Ana Sheila and Brenda from Tamarindo Podcast. Hello. Bienvenidas. What's up, Welcome. Hey. Hey. Oh, I like the applause. <laughs> Salud. We got to let the viewers know Salud. that this mezcalito. This conversation is powered by Mezcal. Uh, yes. They don't sponsor us yet, but if you do, I'll mention your name. Just kidding. <laughs> Mujeres y Mezcal. Yes. Mujeres y Mezcal. That's a segment right segment. there. We better Ooh. work. <laughs> Look at that. Look at God. Mujeres, Matracas y Mezcal. Yes. <laughs> Brenda had to bring the Matraca and we're here for it. We love it. I'm ready for that part of the show, by the way. But yeah. bienvenidas to LA Taco Live with Laura. I want to start off with just having y'all introduce yourselves and telling us about yourselves. For the viewers, and also including in there the last amazing thing that you ate. Oh my gosh. You go first, Anna Sheila. All right. What's up, y'all? My name is Anna Sheila. I am the co-host of Tamarindo Podcast. ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? I'm originally from Mexico City, which is where I'm based. So I'm visiting. I came out just for this. Yes. <laughs> um, ¿Qué más? I'm a, a life uh, and business coach. Y that's and wellness coach. A wellness coach. All the things. Um, ¿Qué más? ¿Qué más? Oh, the last amazing thing I ate. Yes. Um, okay, so it's kind of basic, but there's this torta spot like by my house, mm. and I just in think, Mexico in, in Mexico City, in yeah. Coyoacán, in Coyoacán, yeah. And it's a torta with huevos a la mexicana torta Ugh. with cheese. And I don't know what it, how they do it. I don't know what the sauce is, what the secret sauce is, but like. That's a vegetable medley too, right? La mexicana es con vegetales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Es And I like, literally, I dream of this torta. Like I, that's my spot. And Yo. like, I don't know what they put in it, but it's, it's magic. I'm here for that. <laughs> Look at me. I'm over here asking yeah, the question at the worst time because I'm hungry. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to tortas. I've never Shout had one de huevos tortas. a la mexicana, but. <laughs> It's dope. Well, if you come out to Mexico City, I'm gonna go because I told you, you I had the best churro ever in Coyoacan, so I'm coming back for that. Ass. Come for that torta. <laughs> and Brenda, um, I'm Brenda, and I wear a billion hats. I have ten jobs because you know you know how Mexicans do, right? Because we, we are here, right. We can't just do one thing. We're always busy. Yeah, so we have Tamani the podcast. We have, um, I teach Chicano studies yes. and public speaking at Cal State Fullerton. Shout out to my students if they're watching. And also I, um, I work for a Latina owned PR firm because, uh, and, and specifically helping them with, um, their clients that, that are community based organizations. So my ex expertise is in nonprofits and that, that all space. So 
That's, That's so awesome. Well, thank you. I want to start off by just talking about your story. So Tamarindo Podcast is amazing. Y'all talk about all, like, you have all the best uh, subjects, right? I was listening, as I told y'all, on the treadmill. So you were making my <laughs> run go by super fast. But how did Tamarindo Podcast start? And how did you two meet on working on it together? Yeah, well, it started in 2016. I was a big podcast consumer. And the secret weapon is producer Jeff, my husband. Yeah, he, he has a studio. He's he produces music. So I knew that I had like the the assets to mm -hmm. make it sound good. And so literally, it was very informal. Uh, my friend Luis was the first co-host at the time. We had a lot of fun with it. He was really interested in, in doing something in Spanish. So, so so he went off and did his own podcast. Yes. Then we had a, you know another another co-host, and we had a lot of fun there as well. Um, and it was very informal, just like when we had a chance to have a show. Mm -hmm. But I but I loved it. I always had a lot of fun meeting a lot of people. And so Tamarindo was on a bit of a, a break. And I met Ana Sheila as I saw her speak at an event. And she could talk a little bit about why she was at the event and how this, this was a perfect matchup. Yeah. All right. So I'll take it over from there. Yeah. So I had set an intention earlier that year that I wanted to step into my visibility. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm queer and I had never like spoken about my queerness in a, yeah. pub in a public way. And that was actually the first time I had ever done that before. And I just wanted to use my voice more and like stop hiding. I knew I wanted to say things, but I was like scared. Yeah. And so I, that was my intention. I had never set intentions before. I decided that year. I was about year. to say you were early because that's the thing now. But yeah, no. 2016, I was lost. Intention, where, what? <laughs> yeah, so I set this intention um, and we met and she asked me to to be um, the part of a board for a nonprofit that, that she chaired at the time. So that's how we became friends. And then she asked me um, a little bit later if I would become her co-host. And at the t like, if it wasn't because of this intention that I said, I would have said, no, I'm not ready. I don't have the experience. Dang. Like I have, I have this other person. And, and in fact, I even told her, Hey, I think this other person would be really I good. Like, I want you. Yeah. And so <laughs> you were over here giving someone else an opportunity also, but that's beautiful, right? Community. Yeah. But, but the like, universe said, no, 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 no. And because <laughs> I had set this intention, I was like, Oh my God, God just literally gave this to me on a platter. Like, like say yes that's beautiful and that's how and that's how it started why did you think you had experience if like what was stopping you no i didn't have an experience oh you I didn't, didn't, I didn't but like we were so great at it so it, you just were you were scared it was what it was yeah i mean yeah. I, I had never done anything A like podcast, that yeah and so i'm over here seeing you as like this whole like amazing person you're like no i don't have it but you could do it so well it's been Thank three you. years yeah. now. Yeah, this no, is actually three her three-year anniversary. So wow. yay! Yeah, and I remember at first, like I was so nervous before every single episode, like because wow. I used to have I used to have a lot of performance anxiety. Like I mm. couldn't like delivering public, like like doing presentations, things like that. That took me. That and took I a lot. Even of I wouldn't courage. even be able to tell. Yeah. Yeah, it was like days before I was like no sleep, like and so it was a big it was a big challenge for me. Wow, so it's been, it's and now you're a whole wellness <laughs> life coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing. Like I mentioned, I love your topics. I recently listened to the the topic of La Toxica. Oh yeah, and that was all a lot of that. fun. That was all Anna Shayla's brainchild, right? I there. love <laughs> it. I love that banda song too, El Toxico. By the way, oh my God, I've been yes. bumping it. I'm here Grupo for it. Firme. Yeah, shout out to Grupo Firme. <laughs> um, what influences your work? Because the topics are so wide range right like what how do you all plan the episodes that you do there's such great storytelling and such people doing telling amazing work that they're doing thank what you so much that's really really sweet to hear um, honestly uh, somebody described us as a, a podcast that's like the advocacy and self-love podcast mm. and that 
like was amazing. We couldn't have come right. up with a better catchphrase <laughs> than that. And so we really kind of live in that intersection. Like it's always from the day one, Tamarino has always been about how to um, uplift the Latinx community and the issues that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but in getting to know Ana Sheila, a mindset coach, somebody that founded a wellness company, um, and, and coming to realize how important it is that our community themselves and advocates themselves yeah. be healthy. That's how we could be, be the best advocates for our communities if we ourselves are well. Yes. So we really combine those two advocacy and self love. And that's what we do. So it, it, anybody that comes on the show, they have to be doing something that that lifts up our community. And and maybe the, the other types, types of guests that we have are folks that are you know, wellness coaches that are thinking about this sort of work of mm-hmm. how to lift our community up in at the individual level. So that's really what it is. And sometimes it's just like, my cabin is that chava. Let's get her on the show. I know. Yeah. A lot of times it's just like that. she's dope as fuck. Yes. It's going to connect. And yes, I'm sure right. afterwards it, it comes out. Right. Mm-hmm. So you said that um, it's about wellness and making sure that if we're taking care of ourselves and making sure we're helping each other. What does it mean for you all to be well, like individually, when you know you're on a good, you're in a good place in your life? What does that feel like? Mm. Yep. I mean, I mean, I think to me, for me, a lot of it has to do with even like physically, like Mm -hmm. to me, I mean, my outlet is, is movement, Mm -hmm. is exercising, is, is being outside, is hiking, is nature, I love that stuff, and like that, (laughs) it makes me feel great. So if I have the, the, I have protected time Mm -hmm. to do that, then that, that means that I'm well, if my, my relationships are really important, I mean, I think that I... Um, my, my relationship with my spouse is very important mm-hmm. to me, but also friends. Like I really, I, I can feel like, oh my gosh, it's been five weeks since I talked to what's her face. You know, yeah. I really <laughs> schedule it in. Like to me, it matters to have great relationships yeah. and to feel that the work that I'm doing is meaningful. That's what it means to me to be well. What does it mean to you? Yeah. I mean, I think like just being able to do the things that feel aligned Like Mm. if something feels being able to make the choices that feel good Mm. to me, that's feeling well, like because sometimes like you have to do work to create the space to even do the things that make you feel well. And you have to take brave, make brave choices. Right. Mm -hmm. And leaving somewhere that doesn't feel good. But it's also scary as fuck. Right. So being well means being able to be connected to my intuition to make Mm. the choices that are aligned for me and in, in, in all the ways, right? It's like, if I know my body needs to move, being able to like recognize that and do that. If yeah. I know that I need to have this conversation, recognizing and be able to have the conversation, right? Ooh, intent and action. I feel like y'all are speaking deeply into things that I'm going through. I'm like, write that down, girl, for later. (laughs) I love that. So it's National, National, it's Women's History Month. Yeah. And we're out here, Mezcali Mujeres. I wanted to bring in this topic because I just feel like this is the month. We should do it all year, right? But in honoring, uh, starting this month and having our first episode of Ali Taco Live with Laura B at the very beginning, too, is honoring people. So I wanted to ask each of you to tell me a little bit about maybe a mujer that inspires your work or that you feel is really supportive or has been supportive in, in the work that you do. Yeah, I mean, absent from, of course, our moms is probably number one. So. <laughs> number one, siempre, right? Shout out to the mamacitas. We, have, we both have great moms, so <laughs> yeah. shout out to, to moms. Yes, what are their names? Let's, let's oh, say, say hi. Maria, Maria Victoria Gonzalez. <laughs> Maria Victoria Gonzalez. <laughs> Arce, Arcelia. Acelia, okay, Acelia. <laughs> yeah, the moms are the best. Like we're, they're they're the ones that like all our posts. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think either of them know how to listen to podcasts, but you know what? They like our socials. Listen, <laughs> their flames. My mom flames everything I post on my stories, and if it wasn't for that one flame, I feel like I would feel like just lighted. You know, so they it, may, it means something. Yes. My mom is the ultimate hype woman. She, she's on everybody's Facebook on their birthdays. <laughs> todos, todos. Like, but you don't miss a beat. She you don't post a, a selfie. Michula hermosa. Like, like, I know for real. Michula hermosa. I'm so bonita. proud of you. Everything. 
I love her. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to moms. Yeah, to moms number one. But um, the other person that comes to mind for me um, is Monica Ramirez. She's okay. you know advocate. She's done so much with her life to really uplift those that are the most vulnerable among us. And the, the folks that are the most vulnerable among us here in this country are migrant farm workers and mm. migrant farm worker women. So I think Monica Ramirez is, is fantastic. Um, she's a, a fan of the show as well. So um, that's who I think of when I think of like somebody that is, that is using everything in their power to create what she calls seismic shifts. She wants okay. to make seismic Ooh. shifts when it comes to uplifting women and the most vulnerable of our community. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> we were talking about this earlier today and I was thinking about like the things that, like the type of women that I admire and mm. I was thinking about like women that are everyday challenging oppressive mm. systems, oppressive ideas, like through their platform or, or how whatever it is that they're, that they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, and also people that are like, can imagine like ways of being that are just like sometimes people are like oh no we can never be like that so for example um uh patrice i think her name's patrice colors, Col colors yes. who wrote the abolitionist mm -hmm. handbook the way that she can imagine a different way of being and like be bold enough to, to push for that i think is really inspiring so yeah reimagining the way we do things in general right <clears throat> yeah and not saying like oh this isn't possible but like the way that you make things possible is by challenging what's mm. not possible right like taking that step even though you're the first one right and you don't feel like you got anybody but you do got people right that's or like beautiful. being inspired by other people i know she was inspired by angela davis for example yeah. right but the teachings of mm -hmm. the legends before us See. i yeah. love it so i see you two as two legendary mujeres uh, doing amazing work in the community so i want to ask what advice would you give yourself at 20 year old you and all me. the beautiful experiences you've had <laughs> During um, Mujeres History Month, right? Like, what would you tell yourself then that could be inspiring to even the people that are watching? I mean, I think I would tell my 20-year-old self, um, like, ni te imaginas. You know, you're going to get to go on <laughs> LA Taco Live. <laughs> like, you're going you're gonna to have this, this podcast that, like, um, gets, you get to meet amazing people. You're going to get to be... Um, the professors that you that inspire you, you get to be them. That's like, so beautiful. That's what I would say is like, Nite Mahinas, what's coming up? So that's what I would tell my younger self. And also, I would tell her to, to um, watch what she wears to college because uh, <laughs> eso no te queda. <laughs> I see. I feel like I look back at pictures and I cringe at things that I wore, but they were trends. So it's like, it wasn't that bad, but. Oh my God. Oh my give God. Give it a win. My own pictures. It wasn't that bad, I'm sure, but. Yeah, yeah. And maybe like, you know, ease up on going to the boogie okay, right. how, how about you <laughs> um i mean i would tell myself just to like explore the things that that you really love like i think i was just so thinking about like doing the career that i thought i should have mm. and i just wish i i got to explore the things i knew i loved as a little girl like i used to love writing and i wish i had kept writing so just like keep exploring those things explore your creativity mm -hmm. um don't be like you know caught up in being perfect like just explore, try new things. And the last thing I would tell myself is like, you're gay. Like stop <laughs> pretending, girl, girl, you're so gay. Just stop, stop playing, girl. Like I, I would tell that. myself that. I love that. Thank you for sharing. I feel like I hear that a lot from like the, I, I, a lot of my friends identify as queer and just hearing like the lies, even not even in queerness, right? But the lies we tell ourselves to like fit into this mold that's put for us. Whether it's you got to be in this job to make money yeah. or you got to do this to like follow the footsteps of someone that created a freaking journey for you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but breaking outside of that can be so powerful. And even the work in me doing LA taco work. Right. And thinking I had to get the master's degree and maybe I was about to go and get a Ph.D., which I could still be Dr. Laura. We don't know. Maybe it'll come up in the future. Right. But 
there's so much that can come from exploring beyond in those in those steps that could be scary. Thank you for sharing. LGBTQIA plus families have unique strengths and experience distinct challenges. At Pacific Oaks College in Pasadena, experience an education that will prepare you to support this community. The Master's in Marriage and Family Therapy LGBTQIA plus studies program will train you to work with communities from any background while providing affirmative therapy to LGBTQIA plus individuals. Pacific Oaks College, experience that impacts community. Learn more at pacificoaks.edu. I want to jump question. into family. What's it like for your families to support y'all? Like, give a shout out to them. What was your What were your upbringings like? How did How did your upbringing inspire the work that you do now, or not inspire in another way? You know, because I know Lord, Lord knows I'm an advocate um, for social justice because some of the things I saw growing up, and I was like, Nah, we can't do that, right? And now I'm that person in my family. I mean, I I could start. I mean, for me, um, I never guess I didn't at that time think of it in the way that I think of it now, but. Now, my immigrant story is that my parents came to the U.S. to give my my brother, who had a terminal illness, he had muscular dystrophy, mm-hmm. to give him the best quality of life. And mm-hmm. so, um, what that meant is coming to California. What that meant is is having you know access to services. What that meant is having a, a, a the state sponsored wheelchair. You know, mm-hmm. it meant the, a, a great quality of life. And so, I think of the framework of, of what that's necessary. It's it's, it's about access to healthcare. It's about access to resources. It's about mm-hmm. inclusivity. It's about um, uh, families doing the, what they can with the resources that they have to have the, the do the best for their family so and for their kids so that really does inform a lot of the the, the way I invest my time mm-hmm. the the causes that matter to me so um, that's how that influences who I am my like I mentioned it was a, ter- a terminal illness so my brother passed away when I was 11 mm. he was 17 I'm sorry. so um, just even like dealing with grief forever, you know, like mm-hmm. from, from 11 on, you know, and, and, and what that, how that takes shape and how it never quite leaves you. So all of that, that's very front and center to who I am mm-hmm. and the work that you do. It's oh, beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for sharing, Brenda. <clears throat> I think for me, I mean, when I think about my family growing up, I mean, it, it goes back to my mom and the two things that stand out for me is like leading with love and Mm. my mom has always raised me with like and loved me with the purest type of love and what I mean by that is like this is how I expect to live and what I want you to do it was more of like letting me kind of find what I wanted to do and and so just that kind of pure love where it's not like living vicariously through you or like worrying about que va a decir la gente but like really just loving me who for who I am and that's how I try to lead and in, in, in everything that that I do is like how what's the purest form of love because love can sometimes be like can get toxic right mm-hmm. and so just checking yourself on that so that's and then just my mom's like just how chingona she was mm-hmm. like you know we also moved from from Mexico um together as a family my mom got a job as a teacher in, in wow. Chicago and that's how we moved and we I moved, we moved with our whole family and just how what a force she's been and like we wouldn't have like she just you know, did so much for us always. And we wouldn't have what we have if it wasn't for my mom, really. Like, my dad, you know, has his great qualities too, but my mom, like, held it down, like, for sure. Like, a force. And I, when I feel like 
I need strength. I think about like sometimes you forget, you know, your your parents get a little bit older, our moms get older, and yeah. like they're so nice or whatever. But you're like, no, you were a badass chingona. Right. You've like, been you through really it. Really were. Yeah. Like she really went through it. Yeah, and she like had to sort of learn how to get through it without therapy and all these things. Like she's just had so many life lessons that she's taught herself, you know, I'm yeah. like, damn, I need a therapy for that. But you somehow taught yourself that lesson on your right. own. <laughs> like therapy also breaks it down, like where it humanizes our parents for us too, right? I remember when I started doing that, it, it, it shifted from anger, like why are they that, like this, to damn, this is why they're like this. You know, like their, mig- their migration stories or right. the stories of their upbringings themselves, right? Right, it helps but, you be compassionate. Yeah. I feel like when you understand, it's like you can never really understand what it's like for them. Yeah, So sometimes I wish I could meet my parents when they were like my age. I feel like I would turn the fuck up with my parents. <laughs> my dad was in a party club in East Los. My mom was 18 when she came to, to East LA. She migrated to LA. So I feel like I would have a bomb ass time with them, but it would be yeah. kind of weird to like be homies with them. <laughs> you're like uh not down yeah wait can we switch it up a little bit right yes. now as a podcast host we want to ask we normally ask our guests a few questions so oh like, let's we... do it i'm here for it a thousand percent this All is right. a good ass conversation <laughs> so we always ask our guests what they want to give a matraca to so this Ooh. is what you want to give a shout out to so something you're loving uh celebrating okay my matraca this week you know what does go to my mamacita, Norma yes. Tejeda. Matraca for Norma Tejeda. Also because it's, it's Women's History Month. But this week, I just feel like I call, I'm a mama's girl. I am a mamacita's girl. She's my best friend. Um, and this week, more specifically, I feel like every time I've called her, I'm over here getting emotional. I know. I've like needed. Mom. And it's literally the random shit. Like we talked about her breakfast. I made this freaking casserole thingy, like the enchiladas, but it was too spicy. So I gave it to her. So she was sending me pictures. But this week, I've really been needing her. And she's been there. Like I've called her at 7 a.m., 6 a.m. And she's like, mamacita, que quieres? Like, leave me, leave me <laughs> the fuck that, alone, yeah. but are you safe? <laughs> so just like that love. Like some weeks I'm busy and I can't check in as much. But this week I feel like I've been like this happened let me call my mom and tell her about it this happened let me ask my mom what she thinks this happened let me ask her this so shout out to matraca yeah, for matraca my mamacita. to moms always yes. forever yes, yes 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 and then uh now what goes in la basura what's something you're done with could be big could be small what are you done with what goes in la basura this week you know I had said I'm, I'm, I had said that I wanted to say this, this the phrase sure right uh-huh. I, I thought about this question because I wanted to be ready and I said I hate when people say sure you know yeah give me some but enthusiasm give me I'm, some enthusiasm right but i will also give to the la basura and i don't even know if we're in a fucking retrograde but the <laughs> energy in the in the air this week because yes. i have sent emails <laughs> and they haven't gone to the correct person i dropped my yerba mate at like at work the other day and it exploded everywhere oh, no. i dropped like balsamic dressing so i just thought it remembered that something's in the motherfucking air and retrograde you can square up because i'm over it like i am ready <laughs> even today i had issues where i'm like why did this happen or the internet was out and i'm like I don't know what's going on. There's something, but I'm over this it. Week so is the been energy, forever, so yeah. I'm like, is it 2023 already? Because it felt like it is already. So yeah, yeah that's my basura. The energy and the phrase, sure. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. All right, and then we also ask people to share what their calma is. So this is something that's keeping you grounded right now. Mm, therapy. Therapy. We talked about Beautiful. therapy a little bit, and I'd love to ask y'all too, but. I had a session this morning. Shout out to my therapist. She knows I do the show. It's so funny. Um, <laughs> but this week we talked about uh, boundary setting and trauma being an ocean. She used the analogy of an ocean with me mm. and how when people are in trauma, including myself, or I'm experiencing something, I'm at the deep end of the ocean and I want to latch on to others, but only I can get myself out of that ocean. And only people who are in those traumas can do it when they're ready. And that yeah. shit took me. Oh, when I tell you that I connected it to every single weather, she said that some of us know how to get to shore because we've gone and, and gotten skills. So in some ways, I know how to get to shore when it comes to the trauma. And in other ways, I don't. 
So she was like, Let, get yourself to shore when you need to be. And when you're in the deep end, remember, you got to ask for what exactly you need from people. And only you can do that. Only you can know. Oh, shout damn. out to my therapist. She uh, took damn, me that's out. Deep. <laughs> that's she so took deep. me out. I was like, wow, drag me and slap me around a little bit because I needed that. I wrote it down. I posted it on my Instagram. I just, I like sharing those things too. So that yeah. was my calma this week where I'm like, I need it. That grounded me. That really, really grounded me. Very cool. That's so it's just a great reflection. Um, um, I went to therapy when I uh, went through a, a betrayal, a divorce, but and I'm still trying to figure out this analogy because it means different things every time I yeah. revisit it. But the, the therapist said to me that you know, the trauma that you experience is that you open the door and you let them come in. Oh. And I was like, what does that mean? That I, like, what is that? I'm still trying to figure it out. But I, I mean, I, I interpret it in different ways, different times. But part of it is just like, with the betrayal is when you tr- you let someone, you let someone mm. in, they t- you trust and then they betray you. Yeah. It's either that or the other interpretation is that, you allow these sorts of people in. So mm. I'm still trying to figure that one out. So it's been many And I years. feel like that's what processing is. Like just letting it continue to hit and be like, what does it mean today, exactly. right? Like what ways exactly. is it affecting? Because when she said that, I said, we could be talking about one thing, but also like, what about when I'm in the deep end and I want, you know, like it was, it, it's so beautiful how like one little question gets me to spiral and like, that's yeah. what therapy's for, right? For sure. And I think <clears throat> what's, yeah, what's beautiful is like therapy asks you to consider questions. It's like, why did it take me so long to ask this question? You know, yeah, or even think about it. Or in think this about way. it, yeah, right? and it opens you up in a way that's like just been stored up, like for yeah. years sometimes. Which yeah, is and wild, it could be the right? simplest of questions too. Yeah, like sometimes I'm like, wow, we got all the way here from how was your day? Just kidding, it's not that simple Look question. But <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like we <laughs> right. did a we did we did a workshop on stepping into your your voice mm. and, and power. And one of the things I do during the exercises, I ask people to think about like. What's getting in the way of you using your your voice and your power more? Mm-hmm. And there's always stories that you're telling yourself. Oh, that so narrative. It's like, right. So it's like actually identifying what are those stories? Because sometimes you haven't really like they're there, but you mm-hmm. haven't articulated them. So you don't like, say them out loud. Right. right? And yeah. then when you stop and you're like, oh, shit, I'm telling myself that no one wants to hear me. Yeah. And then it's like, well, wait, where does that story come from? Yeah. And then you ask yourself that question and there's a memory or several memories for that for that story. And it's like. So the first thing you can do to stop to to like change that is like acknowledge what it is, see where it's coming from, and then challenge it after that. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. And that's powerful work. It's deep. It's yeah. Deep stuff. Powerful work. I love it. I'm here that we're all doing that work too. But let's get into the fun questions. Okay. We like to have some fun out here, even though I think therapy is really fun too. But <laughs> we're getting a little deep. What's your most po- unpopular opinion? Oh gosh. What are you judged for? Like, what is one thing that people are like, holy shit, what? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh no, God. I know this is a really hard question. I don't want to step into it. Mine is that I love Jack in the Box tacos. This is like a little landmine right here. I know. Oh gosh. Mine is that I, I'll give you all time to think about it, but I think Jack in the Box tacos stand in line with other tacos. Those are pretty good tacos. I fuck with them with a little buttermilk ranch dip, okay? 2 a.m. after a night at the club. The crisp. Fuck with them heavy. The crisp, the crispy ones? The ones that are two for a dollar. They're like crispy and soft in a different part. If they ever go above a dollar, I'm going to fucking fight Jack himself. But yes, those. I mean, gosh, I can't think of any. I mean, this is what came to mind. It's probably not even that unpopular, but I just finished watching Inventing Anna. Ooh, I've watched one episode and then I fell asleep, but it was a bad night to choose because I was tired. So I, I watched it all the way through um, and mostly because, you know, it, it's Shonda Rhimes so mm-hmm. I, and it's a strong female lead. It's got yes. all the things that I'm supposed to like. But this, the main character has zero redeeming quality. So unpopular opinion, like that show is not worth your time. <laughs> like it's... The, 
zero redeeming qualities in the main character, which is the, you know, the, the Anna. I have, I'm totally confused by the best friend that is super loyal to her. No entiendo. So that's my unpopular. And now opinion. I'm going to want to finish it just so that I can see that it's trash too. <laughs> okay. I got a food related one. Um, I don't know if that's unpopular, if it's that unpopular, but maybe, um, I don't like conchas. Is that unpopular? Listen, yes, girl. you know yes. what? It's unpopular to say it, but I understand you because I've always been afraid to say it. Let's talk about stepping into our truth. There you like, go. Conchas have always been trash truth. because they're always so dry. They're so they're dry. They're crusty. Like they crumble. Like everywhere. what's they're exciting so, about them? They're so messy. But they're I'm gonna so change messy. your life. I'm gonna change okay, your life okay, and yeah, give yeah. a plug to Gusto Bread in Long Beach, California. Okay. okay. These bakers. Shout out to Arturo. Arturo, and I hope I'm like I'm, I don't want to forget this conch. I recently had one. It it's made with like sourdough. Oh, la boca. The most like amazing <laughs> concha. I'm over here like talking about how I ripped it open and dipped. I still dipped it because I was like, it might be dry. Like, you know, I'm not going to eat on it. So good. If you go to Hungry Nisla's my page, I posted a little like dramatic like zoom in into it. Because even like the swirl. I'm telling you, the oven is made with magic. Their hands are magic. Best concha I've ever had okay, in my life. I got to okay, try. We're going to write try. this down. And I'm someone oh. who supports conchas in general, even though they're dry. So now I can finally say, you know what? I don't I fuck. Like, I used I like to not fuck with truth. them. Step into your truth. Step into your truth. You know what? And you know what? There is one concha that I've liked. Ooh. Also in Coyacan, a concha de nuez. So if you ever come to, Listen, to Coyacan, Listen, can we talk I'll about how you, Mexico City you. has the best, the best. everything? Like nieves so de gancito. <laughs> Bitch, what I didn't even know you could make nieve into gancito. Like, Girl, I, I was, was shook. I, I was vegetarian before I moved to Mexico City. Like, that's that's the kind of the food like, is so good. That everything, is, even so that good. torta, even though it doesn't have meat, it sounds amazing. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. You know what? And let's get into food. So I fuck with your unpopular opinions. I might be joining you in inventing Anna. But what is your favorite taco ever? I usually oh. like asking in Los Angeles, but we got two people. We were repping Puebla, repping Mexico oh, City. Oh my god! Now there's three. Right, you mentioned Puebla. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm so lucky. I live across the street from avenue 26 tacos oh, okay we just released our They're hanging good. with taqueros episode with Those them amazing tacos um, in mexico city orinaco orinaco for orinaco. um for al pastor spectacular what makes it spectacular what makes it you spectacular know, well everywhere everything is delicious in mexico city but they what, what makes them stand out is they have like these like um roasted little onions mm. and it's like a little extra crunch a little texture so those are amazing and then um well, this is not a talk. Okay, I got two more. Tacos Arabes. If you all are not mm. from Puebla, Tacos Arabes are amazing. Luckily, we live in the best fucking city in the world, which is LA. You can get legit Tacos yes. Arabes. Um, tacos Arabes, um, Puebla, it's on Olympic. Those play that is legit. Those They're are good. So good. Tacos Arabes are amazing. But then this is not necessarily a taco, but you, I, I actually didn't get to answer the question about the last meal, amazing oh, meal that yeah. I ate. But <laughs> we got too excited. The best place to eat any, any sort of seafood is La, La Guerrerense in, in um, Ensenada. That's just You know what? I think I've been there. Shout out to California. Mexico City, girl. You need to go. Okay. It's my mouth is watering. I do love seafood. So. Oh, my God. Okay. It's so good. All right. I'll write that down. And later. it's so cheap. It's amazing. It's incredible. She's, she's, the, she's the foodie I over here. Eat. She's the foodie. I love to eat. I love to watch TV. But, you know? <laughs> I love it. I mean, my favorite taco is a, a taco al pastor. That's what I honestly, when I when I was vegan and vegetarian, what I missed most was tacos. Mm, like a hundred percent street tacos. The only thing that like I could have been good with like being vegan and, and vegetarian and just like tacos, and that's it. Like yeah. no, I don't have need to have no other kind of meat. But like I have some other friends that have that tacos. same opinion. They're like, I, Dude, I crave the ones on the corner because yeah. when you go, all you get is a little taco de vegetal or a taco de papa. It's not the yeah, same. It doesn't no. hit. Al, but al pastor tacos are my favorite. Um, From where? I don't know. Oh, you don't that, have a favorite place. I don't have a favorite have place. Have you been to Orinoco? Because they're yeah, good. no, no, they're good. They're good. They're <laughs> very good. I have I have been there because that's like a place you go to. But that's there good. there also is for anyone that is vegan that's watching the show. There's a place called Pitaya, 
that has really good vegan mm. tacos in Mexico City. Too. Okay. So I'm going to have to hit y'all up when I go back. Yeah. Because... And shout out always to, to, to Todo Verde. If you oh, yes. Todo Verde. Todo Verde. Oh, I love Todo Verde. Todo Verde. I just, we love you. I love, what they, do, I love what they do with, we with vegan food. It's, it's really amazing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, it's also art. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that was so much fun to revisit our chat with Laura. Make sure you check out the full video over at youtube.com forward slash LA Taco. And we want to let you know that this is an excellent time to get in touch with us about topic ideas. We're in planning mode. We're thinking about new episodes. So contact us at contact at tamarindopodcast.com. Tamarindo Podcast is Brenda Gonzalez and Anasheila Victorino. Our producers are Mitzi Hernandez and Augusto Martinez of Sonoro Media. Our theme song is by Jeff Ricards. If you want to support our work, please rate and review Tamarindo Podcast on Apple Podcasts and share this episode with a friend. Get in touch with us at tamarindopodcast.com. Cuando mi arrendador dijo que el alquiler podría ser más barato si fuéramos amigos con beneficios. Había oído hablar de acoso sexual en el lugar de trabajo, pero en mi casa. Eso es discriminación en la vivienda basada en el sexo. La gente de bienes raíces dijo que estaríamos más cómodos viviendo en un vecindario diferente con gente como nosotros. Por suerte conocíamos nuestros derechos. Es ilegal asustar a los posibles propietarios para que se alejen de ciertos vecindarios en función de raza o nacionalidad. Si usted cree que sufrió discriminación o tiene preguntas sobre sus derechos, comuníquese con Fair Housing Foundation, Fundación de Vivienda Justa, al 800-446-3247 o también en línea en fhfca.org. La vivienda justa es su derecho. Este es un anuncio de servicio público de Fair Housing Foundation y respaldado por el Departamento de Vivienda y Desarrollo Urbano HUD bajo la subvención de FIPPI, FPEI, 220099